Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. from superstitions to chicken wings <laughs> i like okay, it are we ready we are well welcome back to, <laughs> <laughs> to the uh devil's dirt star we are your host big spoon and ellsworth and we wanted to do something a little different today and i know it's not spooky season anymore but it kind of is year-round for us it, i think it definitely is it or definitely we can is. make anything spooky we absolutely can yeah this is this is a a, a more (laughs) lighthearted spooky more lighthearted than than the last time we said it was lighthearted when it wasn't really lighthearted yeah that's kind (laughs) of correct i think at least i think it's going to be more like we'll see we'll see i won't limit us to lightheartedness (laughs) (laughs) thank you well what are we talking about today uh we're talking about suspicions and not suspicions Superstitions. Suspicious superstitions. Suspicious superstitions. (laughs) And on that note, I am curious, do you have any personal superstitions? I'm not embarrassed to admit that I do, but I'm hesitant to say that I do. Um, I almost feel like I have just weird little rituals that I try to steer away from doing. There was something I used to do as a kid where I would be in one spot and if I turned around to do something and then turned like all the way back around, I could not do it in the same direction. I had to turn around in the opposite direction, like as if I was getting wound up. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I forgot how many times I had to turn around to get back to normal, I would jump up in the air and that would undo it all. (laughs) That makes sense. I can I can buy it. I can buy it. That's just I'm a weird little ritual. But yeah. other things that I do because I was taught to do them as a kid because my dad had a great se- sense of humor was like holding my breath when I pass by a cemetery. Did you ever do that? Um, I don't. But I did. I did read a little and write a little bit into that because I I know people. <clears throat> um, like Brittany, who listens to the show occasionally. If you're listening to this episode, hi Brittany. Um, <laughs> she crosses herself. If we pass a graveyard, and she also does it if we pass roadkill. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, you're a good I, I person, Brittany. Probably not for the same reason that like holding your breath is so you don't get possessed, more or less. So, a spirit, yes. so you don't breathe the spirit in. Yeah, I don't know if that's why you were doing it, Brittany. You can tell me if that's the case. I don't know if you can get possessed by uh, roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> That's- if anyone could, it's you, Brittany. <laughs> that tells me all I need to know about her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very interesting. When you go by roadkill. Yeah. I, I, mean, th- I think it was out of like respect yeah. more than superstition in her case. But. I mean, usually I do a hard lean into the window to see what's up. But other than that. I, I try to look away. Oh, really? It sad. No, it makes me sad too, but I'm weird. <laughs> and, and endlessly curious. So I don't know. I follow... Um, some threads on reddit that i just you know they have a lot to do with like 
uh, how do I talk about this without sounding super creepy, but basically taxidermy. Oh yeah. You know, and what they find and how, like what the best process is. And it depends on like what region you live in and the climate. Like it's totally different. It's this decomposition is very interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think that's something we can all agree on. Yeah. Back to superstitions. Back to superstitions. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that makes, I feel like, um, some might call that OCD, but <laughs> I think it is a little OCD. I used to do other things like checking locks and whatnot. I, I still to this day have to check the locks three times and it has to be like, I will, I'll stand right where, so there's a place in my house where you can stand and you can see all the front and back locks. And so I will look at them all and then I'll turn the lights off and then I'll be like, no, I didn't look right. And I'll turn them back on. And I have to, <laughs> I have to do it three times and it happens every night. And now it's just gotten to the point where John just doesn't even ask what I'm doing. He just like leaves. It's like a before bed ritual. <laughs> I, ha- I have to do it every night. Yep. And I get I, it. Like when I was a kid too, I had to lock windows in a specific way. So like it had to be, so it was like the, the typical windows that had the, t- like the two locks across yeah. the middle and the, like the double hung windows. And I always had to have one lock locked and one lock unlocked because in, as a kid, I was like that way, if someone's trying to break in and they change both of them, no matter what, it's going to stay locked. <laughs> Listen, what <laughs> happened to you to make you think about that as a kid? Oh uh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Just maybe not living in a super safe area, but my, oh yeah, that's fair. My biggest fixation as a kid regarding windows was making sure that my bedroom and my sister's bedroom had like the firefighter sticker on it. Do you ever get those? Like the silver sticker? We didn't have those, but I do know what you mean. (laughs) We have them in this house. Um, They're like probably 40 years old. I think I might have noticed them. Yeah, I'm sure whoever the kids were at the time are probably older than me now. I haven't seen anything like that in years, honestly. Yeah. it's. I don't know if that's been phased out along with like yuck stickers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For chemicals and stuff. Yeah. It had a bright neon green with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'll have know. to firefighter friends let us know if that's uh if that's something that still happens. Yeah, let us know. Do we have any firefighter friends? I don't I don't know. I Get mean, at us. IRL maybe. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if there's anyone listening to the pod. We'll have to if I you're a firefighter, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do we want to start? Um, well, I would like to hear um, about your, the, the, your list, your list, your listicle of superstitions. Oh yeah. And it was kind of fun to make a listicle. Yeah. That's basically what I did. <laughs> um, so I went down a rabbit hole and for some reason I wanted to do one thing and then I discovered there were a whole bunch of other things I didn't know about. Initially I wanted to do seafaring superstitions like Ooh, sailors, yeah. cruise ships, all that other stuff. A lot of it, everybody kind of knows admittedly the list i have here today many in the south like in america u.s i feel that superstitions and this could be like i have done no research on this just based on my experiences i feel like superstitions are a lot stronger in the south yes um i'm sure maybe it being more religious has something to do with it maybe the history has something something to do with it but i definitely feel that superstitions um, especially in the deep South tend to be a lot more intense and, Oh um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll kind of get into it a little bit. I didn't do anything like too hardcore with origination and history because that would have made this topic a lot darker. 
because a lot of superstitions that originated in the South have come from slavery and just immigration that's, in general. Yeah, that's what, kind of what I was thinking. I imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Some of it didn't surprise me. And then others, I was like, oh, that's very odd. Like, whatever. Or maybe it's just a one of those things that happens around the world that we all agree on. If we all have the same thing, like horses, and I will get into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Farm superstitions, are, I would say, um, yeah. are, can be very intense as well. Yeah. And yeah. kind of like a world wide thing yeah absolutely so it starts off more lighthearted and gets darker as we go okay yeah sounds good so i gave them stupid little titles because i was having way too much fun with this <laughs> making your listicle yeah my very southern superstitions list so the first one we have is bury and then exhume some bourbon a month before your wedding have you ever heard of this one? I have not. I th- no. The burying part, I think I have. I don't. Right. The, the exhume part, I'm not familiar. But with. not like a very expensive bottle of like real bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be cheap and it can't be knockoff. It's got to be mid range. Yeah. So this superstition, it. I don't know where it comes from, but apparently, if you do this, the burying of the bourbon bottle, and it has to be full. It cannot be open. You can't take a swig first and then bury it. <laughs> Um, it's believed to prevent rain on your wedding day. Interesting. So I've also heard the superstition that rain on your wedding day is good luck. Yes, that's okay. Is that a North Country thing? Like I, I just heard it for the first time ever when fan of fan friend of the show uh, Sarah told me because she was going to a wedding and I said hopefully it doesn't rain. She said, well, rain's actually good luck. It and is that's the first time I'd ever heard that. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't even know where I hear all these things. It's just weird esoteric knowledge we all have. It's it's a, it's a shared like <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a, there are a lot of shared superstitions that are and I I think. I do think a lot of them come from kind of like same with religious practices yeah. come from a point of safety and rationale. Like there's, there's reasons that these things exist and they just kind of put a superstition on top of it for safety reasons. That makes sense to me. Some of them are also just like completely, <laughs> <laughs> completely whacked and have no actual reason behind yeah, them. But that's fair. So in order for this to work, this ritual, you have to bury a bottle of real top shelf bourbon no knockoffs, like I was saying. And it has to be at your wedding venue. I swear when I was looking this up, it said to bury it in a cemetery. But then I was looking at other sources and they all said the wedding venue. So so that person was just getting married in a cemetery. Can you do that? If you've done that and you listen to the show, please tell us. I'm very curious. How spooky and cute. It would be hmm. in a very morbid way, kind of like the Shroots do, to get married <laughs> standing in your own graves till death do us part. super romantic that is super romantic very gothic i am all in invite me yeah i'm already married but oh let me know yeah we want to be there (laughs) i also though can imagine like if you're like going to your mother's funeral and then you see people celebrating like two doors down just kind of being like maybe it's not the right vibe (laughs) i'm sure it happens read the room okay yeah yeah. (laughs) so if you've gotten married in a cemetery let us know if you buried bourbon before in said cemetery also let us know yeah and then so another thing to know this has to be done exactly one month before your wedding day but to the minute of the ending of your ceremony if you don't do it and plan it accordingly it won't work so if your ceremony is delayed for some reason like all right sol yeah yeah and it's funny because i have as the second rule don't open the bottle before burying it shouldn't this be first yes make sure you do not open the bottle 
And also it needs to be buried upside down, not upside right. So neck facing down into the earth. Interesting. So you're yeah. like giving Mother Nature a shot before you win, basically. <laughs> well, if your bottle's open. Yeah. And then after the ceremony, the couple, they can unearth the bottle together and they can either choose to have a cute photo op. That's usually what people tend to do. Yeah. And then they can share it with all their guests. A lot of people will choose to bury two bottles. That way they can share it with the guests and then save a little bit for themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. cute. I Isn't like it that. adorable? Yeah. It's going to get a lot less adorable. Yeah. In a so the next one I have, oh, this one's cute, I guess. I don't know. Weird. The bread and butter relationship hack for pesky poles. For pesky poles? Yes. Like a pole. Okay. <laughs> Could be a lamp post. So why would it be could pesky? Could be a sign. Because apparently they like to break up relationships if you're holding hands and you need to separate to go by the pole. Okay. I know. It's, I think it's a stretch. Apparently <laughs> it's Southern. I don't know. Let me know. Yeah. Um, if so- your relationship was broken up by a pesky pole... We would like to know. So if you have to let go of a loved one's hands, could be like, you know, a significant other or a friend, Mm -hmm. whatever, sibling. If you have to let go of their hand to go by a pole, it could actually break your bond to them, apparently. Hmm. I do not know where this originates from. But to like knock this out and not be a thing. Just go around the pole. You go around, well, <laughs> well, yeah, Sorry. that would be the, that would be the easy one. But if for some reason you are compelled to break apart in order to go by the pole in unison, you have to say bread and butter while you walk by and then you connect hands again. Interesting. So never heard that one. The tradition stems from the idea that bread, once you have butter spread on it, it's really hard to get the butter off. Okay. I feel like leaving the room right now. <laughs> well, I'm just That's trying to. So one. is the. It sounds like something like a superstition. I believe that it's Southern, but it sounds to me like something that like when you're in middle school. Yeah. That people like that's it seems very much like a middle school like age like, type. superstition. Step on a crack. Yes. You'll break your mother's back kind of thing. That's what I it see, feels like to me. Too. I grew up playing step on a crack. Break the devil's back. <laughs> okay how many devils and how many mothers are walking around <laughs> <You're> going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they all got back problems now that's interesting but you grew up in the south right i don't Ish. think i don't think it was necessarily a southern southern thing um i i want to say that the person who taught it to me was the german neighbor who oh. like took care of us sometimes I'm, yeah i could be wrong but she was quite religious, um, as we've like discussed in, yeah. in previous episodes. And I, I'm fairly certain she's the one who taught that to me. Yeah. That's Maybe it's a German thing. Maybe it's a Southern thing. Maybe it's a Catholic or a Southern Baptist thing. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. I don't know. But that's that was what I always heard. Like, I had heard the mother one, too, around the same time. But I always went with devil. Well, one sounds fun and the other one sounds like a guilt trip. You know, like I would feel so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, know you don't I mean? want to step on a crack and hurt your mother. But if you're, no. like, stomping on a crack, you're like, yeah. take that, Satan. I mean, we don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> we don't want to do that either. No, yeah. no. Well, okay. Now now it's going to start getting a little, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So warding off nightmares 
horseshoe edition. So this superstition originates from a lot of different Irish and Croatian folk tales. Mm -hmm. And supposedly horseshoes keep evil spirits at bay. Mm -hmm. So for this one, you actually should be hanging a horseshoe open end up. So like this. Open yeah, it, like it sends it away, right? That's yep. the, the like yeah. in and out kind of. So you should be hanging that in your bedroom somewhere by your bed. But also a big tradition is to hang it in your doorway to do the same thing, yeah. basically. And But that is to actually give you good fortune to all who enter. And it works because if the wrong person walks through the door, the horseshoe falls and gives them brain damage. And then they won't bother you anymore. What listicles were you reading? <laughs> I did not find those. <laughs> no, I'm just made up. <laughs> oh, what if that was That's the, the thing? real reason behind it? Like if you're a shitty person and you go into houses <laughs> with <laughs> And it is definitely like a heavy big oh, horseshoe. I, yeah, even a small horseshoe I think could probably crack a skull pretty that would easily. Suck. They're I mean, they're they're not super heavy, but yeah, the depending right on how high distance, your doorway is. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Doorway. <laughs> um damn. So my next one, haint blue, porch ceilings, porch ceilings, porch ceilings. You said said haint blue? Haint blue. Haint blue. Haint blue, like paint, but haint. Haint blue porch ceilings are a ghost deterrent. So haint blue is a color. It almost reminds me of a robin's egg blue, a little bit paler, and a a hint of bright green in it. Yeah. 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 That's... um... I think that's a like a very common thing. I mean, blue. We I think we talked about that in um, one of our episodes where, where blue came up about it being. Did we? Yeah, it was the episode where you said I was wearing a lot of blue. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, dues, dues. <laughs> we'll have to oh, revisit that. Right. Oh my gosh, dues are evil spirits. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: if your porch ceiling is haint blue, the dues won't get in. Mm, apparently yeah, well they can't target blue things correct no that's just a i believe a superstition <laughs> i don't think that's reality that's but not how lasers work, um, how lasers work. <laughs> yeah so this one it's a long-standing southern folklore tradition and the original purpose was to deter evil spirits from entering your home mm-hmm. and it developed in the low country which i don't know how i didn't know this because i was born in south carolina but i think i was there for like a matter of months but basically it's the bottom like area of south carolina and it does connect to some waterways and that is where it's thought that haints were trying to invade homes was directly around that area. But the reason is because of slavery. So what is a haint? A haint is an evil spirit. Okay. And it actually comes haint from... Haint getting in my house. <laughs> oh, that's too good. <gasps> On haint blue shirts. <laughs> that's very fun for me. Oh, that'd be a good doormat. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. All but right, then, adding that to the but shop. But it's supposed to be a ceiling. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, is, so are the blue windows and shutters, because that's also a very, very common thing. Oh, it is? That blue, if you see a house that has blue windows and shutters, I don't know if it's many people still intentionally do that. Mm. But historically speaking, blue keeps out evil spirits in general. So I'm curious um, if that is also meant to be haint blue, because usually it's more Im- of like a ve- like like you said robin's egg but i don't see a lot of green with like yeah. that type of blue but yeah usually if, like blue doors blue windows all that kind of stuff is supposed to keep e- keep evil spirits out i gotta look 
and see. I wonder if it's all haint. Well, I have definitely seen pictures of houses with the haint blue porch ceiling and then the door and like frames around the windows are the same color, the stair risers and whatnot. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It looks good. Yeah. So this possibly originated from the Gullah Geechee people that are descendants from African slaves in the Carolinas. And these ghosts, these haints are supposed to be malicious and... I think there's also like a little bit of a keep your kids in line mm. with this. Like people telling kids that haints will come after them if they're unruly, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So in order to trick these spirits, the whole thing is to paint the porch ceiling blue because these spirits cannot cross water. Mm. So they'll look up and think, that this is possibly a body of water, therefore they won't pass that threshold. That's a very common thing too, isn't it? Also, the Nazgul can't cross water. Yes, <laughs> it's like the Nazgul. evil spirits can't cross water. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be one for Halloween one year. <laughs> I every year I think about it. Why we should just oh, do it. We should all be Nazgul. Just a party of Nazguls, dude. We could cosplay. Sick. Like we could literally Easy. go to a convention and cosplay as Nazgul. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone would freak out. Yeah, I would be freaking. And I'm out. between that and sexy Steve Harvey. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I saw it on. I saw it on. I don't know Instagram or TikTok, but it was like, like a khaki schoolgirl outfit, basically, but like with the like his tie and then a mustache. That is and amazing. A cap. That is so. I gotta see this. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll workshop it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but nowadays it's kind of like a trendy design choice. Oh, totally. A lot of people end up using that color for their homes. Yeah. And I mean. I don't know if it's evil spirit approved or not. I guess we'll never know because they can't pass by. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's only way one way to find out. You paint one entrance with the haint blue and one entrance without. And just two porches, two portals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I've got some portal shit going on. Um. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So now we have some ghost problems getting trapped in mirrors mm-hmm. or being rushed. Because everything, you're just in a rush when you're a ghost, apparently. Mm. I don't know. So some people credit Fried Green Tomatoes. Very old movie. Very awesome movie. It's a fantastic it, movie. Yeah. It's great. Um, some at least people, I think it is. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I mean, If I it's not a fantastic movie, just take that with a grain of salt. I think I watched it when I was like eight. I don't know if it's aged well. I'd I honestly don't. A, I can't. All I remember is the scene where someone's boot gets stuck in the train tracks. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think that's all I remember about it. But it... Yeah, anyways, continue. Well, some people think that this movie in particular made this superstition a little bit more popular, Mm. and I don't even remember the scene that happened, so I might have to give that a rewatch. But the root lies actually in Jewish traditions um, for sitting Shiva covering mirrors in the home. Yeah, when when someone dies, right? Right. Yeah. And the reason that they do this, and what I had thought before what it was, is something about a spirit being seen in the mirror or being trapped inside of the mirrors. Mm -hmm. But sitting Shiva, they cover the mirrors, and um, this is a ritual that lasts for seven days. That's the root of the word, Shiva. And they cover them because vanity is no longer a concern. The concern is mourning the loss of your loved one. And it's an immediate family member, so a sibling, a parent, a significant other, or um, child. Mm -hmm. And basically, 
I think it's really important and kind of a, a really nice thing that, you know, they're not concerning themselves with how they look because mm-hmm. they stop shaving, wearing makeup, doing their hair, putting yeah. on nice clothes. And covering the mirrors kind of lessens the need or want to look in a mirror, which is something I think we all do every it's, day. It's automatic if you walk by one, you like have the yeah. urge to like see if some your hair is sticking up or something. Right. And, yeah. But it removes you from being self-conscious yeah. about your appearance. So yeah. I think that's pretty that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. But in the Southern version, <laughs> you cover mirrors after death to prevent the departed spirit from getting trapped yeah. inside the that's glass. That's the one I'm familiar with. Yes. So the ghost may pass by a mirror, look over, see its reflection, get trapped in the glass. That's the idea. Um, the other piece of this is stopping clocks at the moment of death. It's believed to allow the departed to transition into the afterlife without being rushed. And that's interesting because in a lot of horror movies, clocks stop at a specific time. Is usually not they a good stop thing. themselves. Yes, yes, pretty much. I have heard of other things like opening a window to let the spirit. I out. think so. Windows are something that, like personally, I have a lot of. I like. It's not. Tell me a superstition story. where like I necessarily believe it's a thing, but it's kind. Of, I guess most of the superstitions and rituals that I have now are not things like I. I rationally know that it doesn't make a difference. Okay, but like it's it's a, and rituals are comfort things. So like opening windows for me, like routine. If it's if bad things have been going on, there's I don't remember. I can never pronounce the term correctly, but there's a German term for this. Um, it's not a it's not a superstition thing. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's like a, more of a sickness thing. But like in the wintertime, you open all your windows and you let the cold air in. And this is something that when I was a kid, we did a lot. Like my mom was always very big on letting the fresh air in from like always having the windows open. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So um, for me, it's also, you know, if you are cleansing your home, you know, burning herbs or anything, you're supposed to crack windows open and ev- like have a, an exit in every room so the bad things can get out. Yeah. When, otherwise you're just like, cornering them basically and pissing them off oh i don't want them hanging out in corners. <laughs> yeah, you don't want them you don't want them around and that's another thing you always need to like smoke out the corners and stuff yeah um, i uh before chris came over <laughs> our uh intuitive medium friend um i i made sure i did cleaned all that shit up. oh yes yeah. all the corners um yeah all the ghosty little cobwebs that yeah. are in there yeah oh that's so interesting yeah uh, plus i just like the idea of like freshening your home in a way like all that stuffy air it's that's been definitely in the, home. The, the same idea of like everything has its root in reality so opening yeah. windows to let the bad spirits out makes sense but also you know we know that fresh air can improve sickness so getting the fresh air and and when i was a kid i remember reading in some like kids magazine something about like if you want to have cool dreams or new dreams or whatever you put your pillow in the window throughout the day with the window open and let like new dreams come in it oh. didn't work but I d- I've tried it multiple times <laughs> that's very cute yeah <laughs> speaking of whether things work or not you're still gonna have to tell me about your Etsy buying spree that you went on oh yes I, I will that okay. will come up later <laughs> <laughs> we won't forget I promise so the next one we have are empty rocking chairs that are an open invitation mm-hmm. so I love sitting in a rocking chair sipping some tea or a glass of bourbon if I'm feeling froggy. Froggy. Yeah. I have none of those three things. Frogs, bourbon, or tea at this moment in time. Oh, that's <laughs> disappointing. Sweet tea, that is. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. If you're going to get up from your rocking chair, there's one thing you cannot forget. You need to stop the chair from rocking before you leave and go back inside. I'm assuming this is a rocking chair on a porch. Yeah. 
for the sake of argument. This is an Irish legend. So it's said that it became a Southern superstition and it warns that a chair rocking left in motion invites spirits and death may be lurking. Ooh. So death could be sitting in your chair. Or See, that's you'll die. one where I can't imagine how it's based in reality. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. And and I mean, like, like if you're thinking about spirit, like in in a way, it makes sense if you're looking at it from like believing these things reality, because then you're thinking, okay, a spirit sitting in the chair, you sit in the spirit, somehow that invites death. Thinking at it from like a scientific perspective, it doesn't. I can't think of any like no, real life reason that that would make sense. Maybe so you don't trip over a rocking chair, like if it's rocking still. Oh, that's I fair. I don't know. I, d- I have no idea. Yeah. Have you ever seen a rocking chair moving without anyone in it? Yeah. I, I usually assume it's the wind. <laughs> it's got to be the wind. Right? For those of you listening, you should have seen the smile on Ellie's face. <laughs> it was very mischievous. <laughs> Don't. (laughs) Now you're laughing. Oh, God. So the next one I have is drink up so you can make a spirit trap tree. Have you seen those in the South? A spirit trap tree? They're very distinct. They usually look like. They're not the ones that have ribbons on them? No. Okay. What? What are those? Probably more of a, um, I think, I think the ribbons on the trees is a pagan thing. I just wasn't sure if there was like a stolen ritual that involved the ribbon still. You've All ever seen the ribbon stolen. trees? No. Oh, I'll we'll discuss that it. another time. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh. it, it don't th- I don't think, I don't think the ritual is necessarily directly tied to trapping spirits. Mm. Um, but anyways, yeah, continue. It's a trap tree. Well, now I'm like, the, you know how my brain works. <laughs> I hear something. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I want to It's learn. usually, I believe the, that, um, the ribbon thing is tied to wishes. Oh, that's um, cute. And it's, I want to say it's similar to, I want to say, hang on, I'm going to look it up now. I'm pretty sure it comes out on the same time as. I got um, my way. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So it is, it is a, a Mabon, Mabon thing. Oh. Um, so it's, it's. That's cool. Yeah. So you just. So it's a certain time of year. Mm-hmm. Pagan ritual. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, I'm trying to see. No, I know when it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's. I think it's kind of celebrating the harvest and, and it's like a gratitude thing from what I'm reading. Um, oh, so yeah, it's just. That's very sweet. So, um. Mabin, Mabon. I don't. It's one of those things. I've only ever read it. I only know so when. Mabin, Mabon. Yeah, um, either way, it's in <laughs> September, and it's kind of like a, like a harvest. Thing. I like. Yeah. Very cool. Well, now back to the other trees. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so, according to Southern folklore, hanging bottles attracts and traps evil spirits, thereby safeguarding your home from unwanted supernatural visitors, and. The idea is that they can't find their way out of these bottles. That's not very nice. I know, but I just think it's very funny that... Oh, you know what? It's almost like a fish trap. You ever see those funnel traps that fish can't get out of? Yeah, or the like things they, they can make slide for, into. Or um, wasps and hornets and stuff. Yeah, it's or the like same Japanese idea. beetles. Yeah, yeah, they can't get out of it. Not Are we smart still allowed enough. to call those Japanese beetles? I think it's just because they're from Japan, but now I'm worried that I'm just spreading offensive. They're the orange ones, right? No, they're... they're um, well, I guess or like they're the jade and then the like oh, rust color. They're very yeah, pretty. Um, they're evil and chickens love them. 
Chickens love them. Chickens love them. <laughs> um, God, so okay, so I think it is. <laughs> it doesn't look like that's an offensive term, so I'm 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 okay. We're um, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Why? Well, it's because I I meant to say this in the beginning, but I learned after our Halloween episode, after John listened to it, when I was talking about when we were talking about the geisha costume, and I I said like we can still they still sell oriental costumes that oriental is not a term to be used anymore i just recently learned that yeah. too so i'm very sorry ignorance is not an excuse but that's what it was yep. <laughs> um we yeah did not so mean a hurtful it is a hurtful term that yes. we shall no longer be using nope yep but there, isn't that trading company still open yep yeah okay well, yep. anyways <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's in a mall nearby yeah. not ours but someone else's oh god um <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so typically, these trees are made from a crepe myrtle tree with cobalt blue bottles. So very bright blue. I don't know if you have I don't have any, but I'm very familiar. Yeah. yeah. And the myrtle trees, they have these big blossoms, and it's for a short period in time. Almost reminds me of like cherry blossom trees. But they're like bigger blossoms, right? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. And I've seen all different kinds of colors. I've seen white. I've seen like magenta pink a lavender color they're very pretty um let's see and so apparently yeah right yeah they're beautiful they they are gorgeous so once the spirit is captured in the bottle you can seal the bottle and send it in down a nearby river that carries the spirit far far away you fill the bottle with bourbon and then you drink it then you're you're a ghost. spirit tincture. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> I feel like you'll what if be you fill it with bourbon and give it to someone you don't like. You're just gonna have a very drunk possession. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. Although I am curious if you are someone that lives in the South and ever found some of these blue bottles oh. floating down a river. Did you open it? I feel like I found those bottles in like riverbeds, but up here too. Oh really? Yeah, and I don't. Cool. I can't. I don't know if it was for spirit reasons. Hmm. There was. They were never sealed. They were always just like little open. Oh, you're supposed to seal it. Maybe the seal popped out. The spirit was free, just roaming around. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So apparently, also, if the spirit is trapped, but like still on the tree, and they're like, oh my god, whatever. As soon as daylight comes, that will banish the spirit. I I, I really like the daylight versus darkness spirit thing. That's just easy. It will make sense because, I mean, everything's yeah. scarier at night. And especially if you think about pre-electricity. Uh, oh, my God. I don't think I could live. I would. <laughs> I think I would I would sleep a lot in the winter. Yep. Like, oh, darkness. Night, night. God, I'm already I'm feeling like that now. I know. This time I, of I've year. Been, it's been worth the reason that we started so late today is because for the last like two or three weeks I've been getting about four hours a night and last night I didn't set an alarm for the morning so (laughs) this morning I only woke up because I was in a a group chat that would like kept like going off off and I just like (laughs) oh my god seriously (laughs) oh my god it's 11 (laughs) no worries Jesse's actually being super awesome he was like get up and I'm like no and he's like no we're gonna fix our sleep so you don't have to set five alarms and I'm like oh that's I really uh, since John started the night shift my sleep schedule's just slowly gotten I've been going to bed for the last like several weeks at like 2 a.m and I just and then I have to get up at six I just can't I can't get myself no. to go to bed earlier I need a solid five hours 
at I, least. I honestly, I need like eight. Yeah. I, my brain doesn't function on l- little sleep and it's I've, gotten really bad. Oh, I'm sure I would do a lot better on eight, yeah. but five is like what I've gotten for the past, well, yeah. since I started working, yeah. basically. Yep. And that's how I deal with it. But I'm such a night owl. It's hard to get up at like 3.30. Me, yeah. Sucks. I like my peak energy and like functionality time realistically is probably 10 p.m to 2 a.m is when i'm at my most productive but it's hard because if you work you know a normal job you really can't do that yeah (sighs) anyways so yeah cobalt blue bottles yeah so blue is a reoccurring theme here with yeah spirits it definitely is especially in the south so does that mean you're more likely to get possessed than me because i have blue eyes and you don't Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I feel like that logic makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. Oh, and I have some tips for you. So if you want to know where you can find these blue bottles, you can buy them basically in bulk online. But also you could just start chugging Saratoga natural spring water. Like they're in glass blue bottles. Huh. Yeah. You they can get like those every anywhere. thrift shop has them too, I right? feel like. Yeah. They definitely do. Or you can choose Sky Vodka if you want really big bottles. Depending on the size of your ghost problem. I think we got a bottle of that up there, actually. <laughs> Does it have to be empty? Oh, no. There's skies closer to you. Oh. What the hell? It's, it's up top all the way over. I'm pretty sure that's a sky bottle. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Just buy it and drink it. But you can buy empty Or I can bottles. just, like, put... Does it have to be empty? Like, but if yeah. it's half full, just put a stuff of spirit in there next to the vodka. Shake it up liquor them up and then <laughs> shake them up <laughs> i'm just thinking so if, for those who can see the video if you can see the little devil um on the second shelf down um oh. <laughs> from from disenchantment and for some reason i'm blanking on his name even though i've watched the show a zillion times and i i had him because i went as being i need to watch it it's such a good show i don't know why i can't remember his name and i'm very mad about it right now it's the lack of sleep. Um, <laughs> either way, so there's a there's a point where he gets trapped into a bottle. Well, there's several points where he gets sucked into bottles, but one of them is a bottle of alcohol, so he gets drunk in it, which is why I keep asking. That does sound very fun. Yeah. I would like to have that problem as it goes. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But yeah, so you can either drink up or buy them wholesale, whatever you want. Now for my last one. The youngest is SOL if 13 people are seated at the dinner table. Can you guess where that originates from? It's definitely Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's or, or the you know the the Last Supper. It's a hard Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it is. So this one, you know, the number thirteen is pretty unlucky. Even a lot of hotels don't have a thirteenth floor. Don't have, which is so so stupid because there literally still is one. <laughs> It, yes, there still <laughs> is one. Just because you're not calling it that and you're skipping to 14 and looking like you can't count, it's still there. And still on the 13th floor. Yeah. yeah. You could just have it and keep it unoccupied. What's the um, 14, room 1408? Stephen a, King. Such a good story. Yes. And, and honestly, a decent horror movie too. Yeah, I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah. I loved the short story though. It's so good. It's Thank you, Stephen King. Yep, thank you. America's sweetheart. Mm. <laughs> Horror sweetheart. <laughs> so it's said that if you have dinner with 13 guests, it could jinx one of them and it'll be the youngest person at the table. 
into having an early demise within the following year. Hmm. So the reason being is that this has to do with the Last Supper, and that's how old the superstition is. Yeah. So Jesus was the youngest person at the table with his 12 apostles, supposedly. Was he? Christians, Catholics, yeah, get at us. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of look around the same age to me. I thought some of them were younger than... But I, I, fuck, I don't know. I don't... I don't yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck I know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so was Judas the oldest? Because Judas was the 13th. Well, I'm not sure, but Judas is the one that sealed the youngest person at the table's fate. He, yeah, Jesus. he's he's the the yeah the reason yeah. thirteen is. So bad. I think there's some weird logic around how that worked. Jesus being the youngest person, Judas is the one that caused him to go through all the business. Yes. that happened afterward, and also so it's unverified, but it is rumored that Queen Elizabeth, R.I.P. She had a rule for formal dinners and that you could not have exactly 13 attendees. It had to be 12 or less or 14 or more. So what if you invite 14 and then one of them doesn't show up? Oh, Do you have fuck. to kick someone out? Should just be like, I'm out. Sorry. Bye. Dinner is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked into this a little further because I thought it was kind of fun and cute. So some of the articles I found, it claims that she was not, in fact, herself superstitious. She was showing concern for others that may be invited to the dinner and that they may be superstitious. Interesting. So I bet she was kind of like, y'all are silly bitches, but okay. <laughs> I feel like from some things I've heard, there were some silly policies that she was all about too. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to quite make an episode one day, but maybe oh, it could it be part could. of it. it could. <laughs> oh, like wild queens. Or dark queens, rulers. Yeah. Something. So I don't remember her last name, but the, the, she wasn't a queen either, but the, she was a duchess. I think the, the woman, Elizabeth, who the vampire. Oh yes. Uh, Bathory. Yes. Yep. There's a lot of contention as to whether any of that was actually true. I know. Yeah. I find that fascinating. I do too. Cause you also think about, I mean, in that time period, I just wonder how much of history is total horseshit. That was just like, they were like, we don't like this person. We're tarnishing their name forever. Well, I feel like a lot of things written throughout history, especially early history, is conjecture and a lot of feeling based and also kind of imaginative. Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you are superstitious or religious and you believe in those things and then it's easy. Again, kind of like we discussed before, like the lack of mental hygiene and glasses Alone, <laughs> alone, those two things have probably created a lot of mythology. Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah. So that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. But either way, yeah. I think Elizabeth is a good host. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, sh- I'm sure they threw some banger, banger parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. As a queen, I bet. Yeah. But yeah, so those are my uh, 13 Southern superstitions I had never heard about. Wow. Minus the mirror thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of That's interesting. Super interesting. Yeah, the bourbon one's kind of fun. Like we've I love that idea. We've definitely I bet we could do an entire episode alone on wedding rituals and superstitions. Oh, sure. I mean wearing something blue. There's the blue thing again. Something old, something new, something blue. The first thing that came to mind was the fucking bedding ceremony. <laughs> 
Which is very <laughs> odd and I feel like had to have been created by a bunch of creepy old men. But there are other ones that I heard about recently which are kind of, I feel like, controversial because of where they stem from. But now it's fun where like the bride or groom get kidnapped for the night. And yeah. they get covered in like food and alcohol yeah. and they go party. Like now it's fun, but probably back in the day it super was. Well, I also kind of feel like, well, I don't know. Because like, a lot of people do their, their bachelor and bachelorette parties. Not a lot, probably anymore, but like bef- the night before the wedding. Yes. I do not want to be no. absolutely wretchedly trashed. Yeah. Yeah. That, like I, Jesse and I, we didn't have those kinds of parties or anything before yeah. our wedding but um he's been to some I, I don't think I oh yeah I did go to one once at a bar but it was like yeah you do that way before the wedding so that you're not tanked yeah still the next morning yeah like don't do that <laughs> no yeah there's a lot of cute little traditions we could do for yeah. weddings yeah Okay, so one day we're going to have a wedding rituals video. Um, yes. <laughs> I think that's great episode. Yeah. There's a lot. And that one can be pretty lighthearted. I think there's yeah. like, there's a lot of lighthearted wedding rituals that people do. I'm sure it'll be fun, but also wacky at some points. Totally. I bet you there's some weird stuff out totally. there. Totally. I mean, even things like what, like what finger the ring goes on. That's yeah. a superstition because allegedly, at least back in, there was a point where they thought that that finger the ring finger on your left hand led directly to your heart yes so that's like why the ring goes there and yes i've yeah. heard that too yeah ah oh, science okay yeah. <laughs> yeah well moving on so um i i did not do a listicle i just um threw some things together i did a little bit of in-depth on mirrors and then i want to share a listener story that someone sent us after the haunted dolls episode. I'm excited. <laughs> so, um, one one of the things you mentioned was holding your breath and passing a cemetery, which I had heard, and with the reason being that if you breathe in, you can breathe a spirit in. Yep. So, um, I had not heard of this one, holding your breath when going through tunnels. So, supposedly, if you hold your breath all the way through a tunnel, at the end, you can make a wish. What if it's a super long tunnel? So, I actually found an article on NPR um, about a three car accident. That happened because a 19-year-old held their breath. First of all, it was only 10 seconds. So I feel like that's not that long. Explain. But they So it was a 10-second <laughs> tunnel. The 19-year-old held their breath and passed out. It caused an accident. <laughs> what was their lung capacity? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the like end of the article, though, was like the, the state police said, please don't hold your breath while you're driving. <laughs> There must have been a combination of like that and some type of syncope where like, yes. um, you know, just like your blood pressure. Or even if they like kind of hyperventilate beforehand, like, <sighs> like, and then just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. if you get worked up, yeah. like you can. Although some people out. who, when they have to hold their breath for a long time, they do that beforehand to like increase the your op- lung capacity. The, yeah. So I don't know. But either way, they, they, like they passed out, out a balloon. And <laughs> in the article, they're like, we don't, we don't know exactly how many um, I'm going to see if I can, yeah, here it is. They, like, we don't know exactly how many accidents are car- caused yearly from people holding their breath. And it's like, well, I would hopefully not, it's not a, st- it's such a statistical anomaly that there is no statistic. Imagine the police are questioning you. What happened? We know you passed out. Imagine admitting to it. I would have been like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just yeah. fainted. So I was holding my breath because apparently if I hold it until I get to the end of the tunnel, I can make a wish. <laughs> like, I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Ten seconds. 
10 seconds. Well, oh, well, so they guessed. So it was the Dennis L. Edwards tunnel per NPR where they crashed. And it, so it's 772 feet long. So if you're going 55 and presumably 19 year old, probably going above 55. Yeah. At going 55, it takes 10 seconds. Is that how fast that we're going? I don't know. It's yeah. not, it's not shared, but, but I'm, I'm assuming they're going at least 55. I yeah. mean, when you're 19, you're, you're not Gunning going it. to the speed limit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but God. it, it, uh, injured four people, one of them seriously. Oh, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> there's, uh, the Oregon state police tweeted in response to the accident. Don't play games on our roads. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. I just <laughs> not worth the wish. Unless your wish is to get into a car accident. Yeah. No, seriously. There's like ways or ways to make wishes that won't like, you know, cause like a very expensive crash yeah, injury and yeah. Inner injury. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to briefly get a little more into mirrors because I, I kind of got into that. Cause there's a lot of superstitions about mirrors. You don't break mirrors. Vampires don't see their, themselves in mirrors. So all of the, the mirror stuff kind of originates from both a little bit of Greek and Roman origins. Ooh. So they believed that if you saw um, your reflection, you were revealing your soul, you could see your soul. And the Romans actually believed that mirrors are how the gods watched us. So breaking a mirror was obviously super disrespectful. Why is that chilling? Yeah. I have chills thinking yeah. about it. Ooh. But also like <laughs> if I believed that and I like, first of all, the Greek and Roman gods were not great. No. Um, I mean, I think, well, they probably weren't any worse than other gods. I guess most gods Norse. are not very nice. Um, well, North or like Christian, Christian God. Okay. So what's worse? <laughs> okay. <laughs> God is real in all of this is his design, which is tragically fucked up. Yeah. Or he is real and has no control over things, which is just kind of like, then, okay, it's not like not all powerful or God's not real. Which is worse. I, uh, yeah. I just like, I don't know. Anyways, uh. things to think about. <laughs> things to think about for sure. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah. So if you like thinking, if I believe those that I would totally talk to myself in the mirror all the time, like, yeah, Jesus kind of having a hard time. Like, could you help a bitch out? Um, maybe I wouldn't ask Zeus. I mean, I don't know if I'd want the trade off that would, in, that would come along with asking Zeus for help. I've definitely done the whole prepare myself for a conversation in a mirror thing before. I have done that too. Although yeah. usually it's worse after like I it doesn't work out well for me because I just get more <laughs> panicked. There's um, this meme of like two pictures. One the top one is like a really nice T-Rex, right? Like accurately painted, accurately. Yeah. And it says me when I think about how I'm going to speak during a meeting and then the thing below it is like the crayon. actual meeting and it's like an eight bit cute little T-Rex <laughs> that belongs on like a Tamagotchi. Oh yeah. The number of times I've been like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to say. I have it rehearsed and then it happens and I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> oh, being Not like that at all. Yeah. Being humans embarrassing. It is. Humans are, humans are all little buggers. That's yep. for sure. Um. So yeah, they, you know, thought that, their gods could see their souls through mirrors. So obviously breaking the mirror would anger the gods and 
cause rain or drought or flood or whatever not mm. good thing could could happen um and that they also believed and this is a very common superstition and i've heard it many times and i always thought it was true mm. that your body renews itself every seven years like all your cells replace themselves every seven years oh yeah like your taste buds changing yeah so that's kind of thing. that's um not entirely true it's just kind of a, a common superstition yeah um, and and i've i thought for like a good portion of my life that that was true because you hear Same. it all the time yeah so that's why the seven years bad luck thing is a thing oh because the bad luck goes away and and i mean i guess it kind of part of the reason for that is to give you hope that the bad luck will go away <laughs> have you ever broken a mirror i'm sure i have i have i actually i remember breaking a mirror when i was seven and I will tell you that it's been seven years since then, and things have not gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> so we can no longer blame the mirror. No, I think uh, um, for your bad luck. I, yes, I think it's just my own doing. But um, yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've broken mirrors since then. Yeah. Um, but that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think I've. I don't think I've broken anything recently. And but. was it intentional or by accident? No, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I dropped something. I don't yeah. I don't don't even remember where it was. I just remember breaking it and like very confidently in my head being like, "Oh fuck. It's going to be bad for 7 years." <laughs> <laughs> like just convinced that I had done myself in. Isn't it so funny what we convince ourselves of? And the thing is when you believe it, it kind of makes it true. Yeah, cuz I had that same reaction. I think I had like a pile of things on a like a kid's handheld yeah. mirror and it cracked. I'm pretty sure mine was yeah like like a little like handheld mirror that you uh, what's it called a looking glass that you would yeah. get in like a little girl's like princess care or something like yes, that. And I think I, I think it was in my closet and I dropped it. Pretty or something. sure mine was like pink or purple, yep. kind of see through with silver glitter in it. Yes, <laughs> like actually, that. it was probably the same mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my god, what if there's like this thing? this conspiracy of like those kids mirrors and they made them so that they're super crackable <laughs> it's intentional. A, yeah, or they just like burst at a certain point in time. Yeah. After <laughs> the lifespan is four years to the, to the dot. Oh my God. Yeah. So other things with, um, cause beliefs, superstitions tied to mirrors because of, and they all really tie to the soul thing. So like the, the ghost thing that you should, if someone passes away, they don't want to get trapped in the mirror because yeah, um, you're reflecting your soul. There was also a belief that um, a baby seeing its reflection would die because a baby's soul is not quote unquote fully developed yet. Which is funny because a lot of children's <laughs> toys have mirrors in them. Yes, um, like, they do. Like ba- baby mobiles or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Baby killers. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, the vampire not being able to see its own reflection because they're dead. So there is no soul left. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's all really spooky. Yeah, it's really about. it's really interesting. And it's um, very like heavily religious. And and the thing is, um there are times like if I'm having just like in my own head a lot and um like having a lot going on, yeah. I will almost always cover our mirrors. And it makes it like instantly makes me feel better. Really? Yeah. And it's obviously a psychological thing because mm-hmm. then I just like don't have to worry about walking by and seeing myself because that usually is like an upset. I just, you know, whatever dysmorphia. I don't, don't like looking at myself, but it's really interesting that um, like even with my back to a mirror, if I know the mirror is covered, I feel more at peace. Yeah. So like if I'm having, yeah, it's just very interesting because there is that psychological that um, aspect to it. I like mirrors because I find they brighten a room just mm-hmm. reflecting light and stuff. But yeah. I'm sure there is something to that though. And that there's like a community of people out there that have the same, I, it's just not, nothing I've ever thought about, 
but I, I do find something discomforting about mirrors in general. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm afraid of seeing something in one that's Abs- not in the room. Like maybe you're looking, I actually, and when I was in college, I had to write a story for one of my classes and I wrote a story about, um, it was called Alice cause it was a play on Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I like look, through the looking glass, but mm-hmm. uh, so the girl's name was Alice, but she, um, she, started to realize that what you see through the mirror is actually a reflection of a parallel universe. Okay. And, um, but the other side of that universe is not good. And through fucking around with it, she kind of like breaks the veil between the two worlds at the end of the story. It turns out that she's just experiencing an episode of severe mental illness, (laughs) but, um, I would read that. It's not well-written. Um, I, I'm working on rewriting it. It's the only story I have ever finished and it's, um, but I wrote it when I was like 19. So it's not, I don't know, like 12 pages, 20 pages. Okay. It's not super long. That's interesting. Yeah. I used to write a lot too, but I had a hard time finishing things. I, it's the only story I've ever finished and it's cause I had to for the class, <laughs> but yeah. I work well with deadlines as well. It's yeah. The, la- <laughs> the last line of the story is she like fi- finds out quote unquote is told like, no, you like your experience, your mother had schizophrenia and you're experiencing an episode cause she's in her early twenties oh. and she like angrily goes in into the bathroom, slams the door turns on the water looks up into the mirror and her reflection winks and that's the end of the like (gasps) oh my god (laughs) um oh my god but is it psychosis or did it actually so it's actually not psychosis but everyone thinks that it is (laughs) (laughs) it's i want to rewrite it because i love i love the plot but it's it's uh yeah it's poorly wings if you would read the shit out of that short story, please let us know. Ellie, how fun would it be to write a book of short stories? I've thought about that. Or even a book of like my half written stories and just been like a finish the story kind of book. <gasps> the <gasps> reader actually, can finish it for me. That's actually a really fun idea. Like you get to choose the ending, like how it makes sense to you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That Maybe would be someday. a fun party idea too. Yeah. Where we all contribute like sentences. <gasps> to... Write a story together. Yeah. That'd be a fun little improv. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And through the night when we keep playing asshole and we get drunker, drunker and drunker. And drunker. <laughs> <laughs> keep adding sentences. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like getting your creative juices flowing because you have to like make all these different rules and yeah. say all these different things. And it's easy when you're doing it with other people, you're kind of forced to like like think on your feet. be more more uh yeah yeah think yeah. on your feet and like change things up as you go and that'd be a lot of fun we'll have to do that sometime <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> or it's a terrible idea who knows <laughs> i think it depends on the group yeah for sure i'm down to try i'm i'm very down <laughs> yes we'll have to we'll, we'll have to do that sometime maybe we, maybe we can live stream it that'd be fun listener contributions yes let us know if you want us to do that and we'll we'll yeah. make it work yeah yeah that would be sick um <laughs> sorry so, for that no you're good i um so uh, there's one more thing i'm gonna say about superstitions and then we're gonna go into this awesome reader story so this is just a very brief thing they have actually done studies and they find that superstitions do bring good luck quote unquote they, they enhance performance and again i think this is really just placebo effect okay it is the you know if you think something's gonna work it does and we've kind of discussed my opinions on placebo effect like that in itself is fucking fascinating yes the placebo effect is things are working like there's 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 some kind of magic behind that quote-unquote magic but so yeah they they found they did a a series of different tests on 
um, these participants and found that they always performed better on the tests if they had a object that they personally believed enhanced their, like, like their own personal good luck object. Even if the researchers said something as simple as I'm crossing my fingers for you or good luck, they did better. Oh my God. That's such an interesting study. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool. It was really interesting. So that ties into another thing that I saw forever ago and I have found it personally to be true. And again, it's, I, I think it's placebo effect, mm. but they have found that people who think about their ancestors when they are doing something do better. They perform better if they think about their ancestors. Really? Yes. What do you think that stems from? I think it's just kind of, I, I do think, I think it's still placebo, but it's just kind of the idea of like, when you think about, um, I guess maybe it depends on like, if you have like crappy ancestors, maybe it's different. But like, if you think about like, okay, my, my great, great grandmother survived this or like thinking about even just thinking about having all of them behind you and their power behind you kind of yeah. strengthens whatever it is that you're doing. Again, I think it's the same as it's just a, maybe a meditative thing, but it's, it's a placebo effect of just kind of feeling like you have more power. I love that idea. Super interesting. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I definitely believe in placebo effect. Absolutely. Like, even just, okay. So like, I'm really terrible with my own health. Um, I need to take vitamins. Do I? Sometimes. You have to get the gummy <laughs> ones because then you take too many. Yes. <laughs> They're so much more expensive. Oh they my are. God. They are. I have a jar of them and I, I definitely eat more than I'm supposed to because I can't remember sometimes. Then I'm like, well, whatever. Like they taste good. So well, like, your body won't absorb generally more it depends than on what the, it's supposed to. It depends to. on the vitamin. <laughs> yes, it does. Vitamin C. You don't want to take too many fat soluble ones. You might, no. uh, you might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. No. But on days where I would take the gummies, for some reason, I felt like I felt much better. It's it's really, it, it's even things as far as like having a morning ritual, which I'm very bad at because mornings are, I'm not a morning person. I have never been a morning person. They are extremely tough for me. Everyone knows this. It is a known thing in my office that I'm not a morning person. People just know. Um, <laughs> but when I have on days when I do get up when I intend to get up, and do my morning ritual things, I always feel better. Even if I'm getting up with less sleep. Yep. I just don't because I hate getting up. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Like when I get up in the morning, I I mean, usually I'm dealing with call outs that might have happened mm. in the middle of the night or something like that. But if I get to have a morning where none of that happens before 5 a.m., yep. <laughs> then I can get up, get ready, make my coffee, sit down, play in my makeup. Yep. <laughs> And try, I've, I've read so many times, don't look at your phone first time you get up. And it's, yep. I do it every morning and, and knowing that I'm not supposed to, but I just can't help myself. I see message, like notifications from Outlook and I have to look at them. Actually, I don't have to look at them. I'm going to be at work in, you know, two hours, yes. but I, I do every single time. It gives me a lot of anxiety to see that I have a notification and not check it, especially yep. in regard to work. Yep. Like and nine times out of 10, out. even like you, you look at the notification and it is something that gives you anxiety. Yeah. So you're just hurting yourself. You can exactly. just wait. But there's this, I, I do think that a downside to phones is this idea that you have to constantly be on and available. And I've been working really hard to get past that, but it's hard yeah. when you're in a position where you have more responsibility because it feels irresponsible to not always be accessible, yeah. which is wrong, but it's, it's really hard to get out. Of. I totally get it. But I do, I, I don't want to call them intrusive thoughts, but sometimes I'll just like stop what I'm doing. And I'm like, Oh my God, like go back 20 years. I would not be worrying about the same things that I have to worry about now. Like what happened? The number of times that I 
seriously consider just being like, I am not going to have a cell phone anymore. I'm a phone free person. Yeah. If, if you, you need me, snail mail, come mm-hmm. knock on my door. You can email me. I check my laptop once a day. Yep. I'll get a fucking house phone if you want to chat with me. Like, I'm just. Oh, hell yeah. I miss I having miss, a house phone. <laughs> I miss that stuff too. It's, like, you know, it's just the, the, all the apps. It's the constant, even like Amazon, that's how they get you. Cause you think, oh, I, I need this thing. You don't need it, but like it would be helpful. Like, I, yeah. can opener sucks. So I ordered a new can opener. Not having access to do that is going to save me a lot of money. Like, it's obviously convenient, but yeah. convenience can be a curse sometimes. But then you'll learn other hacks like popping it open with a paring knife. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. <laughs> I, if John's not around, I can get away with that. He gets mad when I do things that are quote unquote dangerous. If, if he's around. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut things off your body. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like He's dismembering such a myself. Bad example. It's just I like. To- <laughs> I'm not dismembering myself. I just I pick at I pick at things sometimes that shouldn't be picked at, but <laughs> I'm not like doing anything seriously dangerous. Oh my god, e. <laughs> so funny. Best Buy date is a suggestion, not a requirement. I'm just saying, John, you're in good company because I agree. Especially I mean- the other day. Yeah, I'm talking smack about you. The other day, I think it was yesterday, actually, but he was there was a bagel that was, in his words, no longer good. It was still squishy. I thought it was still good. But he was like, especially because there's cheese on it. Cheese is by nature basically rotten food. Dude, I, <laughs> yes, I was just looking at a pack of Sargento provolone cheese that we have. It said it is good until March of 2024. And, the, and also, <laughs> if you have cheese that's getting moldy, you can just cut the mold off. Literally. Cheese is mold. Is yes. it just if, 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 if you have blue mold on it, you can scrub it off. You can cut it off. You can still eat the cheese. Well, blue it's cheese. It's not like if there's bread that's moldy, obviously don't do that. Unless you need Well, usually selling. people just cut off that end of the bread. I, I won't I, fuck with bread. I've never moldy. done that. Yeah. But also, I mean, if you think about the processed bread that we have here in America, ugh, like... Have you ever had Stewart's bread before up I, here? I'm sure I have back in the day, yeah. That shit does not go bad. Like, it really doesn't, and it's bizarre. And that's a red flag, too. If if mold doesn't want to eat it, do you want to eat it? Probably not. Probably not. Like, I, w- I would rather something have a shorter shelf life as far as, like, being in my fridge or whatever because I know it's not pumped full of chemicals, but, I mean, even fresh things it's you know i mean yeah i just recently read i want to say it was in national geographic um but i read an article that was talking about how zoo animals that like typically subsist on fruit are getting diabetes because our our genetically enhanced fruit is so much sweeter than it used to be i could see have you seen the pictures of what watermelons looked like 100 years ago no. Not like watermelons we see today. Same, same, I almost said breed, but breed of watermelons? Well, I mean, they've just been, we've been selectively breeding them to have more fruit, more sweetness, more juice. And so like fruit is bigger, sweeter, brighter, all whatever than it used to be. That's and it's giving these animals that subsist on them like throughout history. And it's diabetes. Oh my God. It's that's it's really fascinating. And it's also, you know, it's easy to, like, there are a lot of people who are, well, this is completely off topic, but there are a lot of people who are very judgmental about, like, well, people just need to make the right decisions for their health. They need to, like, eat better, whatever. It's fucking hard. The Food is expensive it- alone. They, yeah, they go out of their way. They know what they're doing. And there's a reason yes. that it's a lot harder here than it is in a lot of other countries. Yeah. Because 
we put profit before we put people's health. And then they blame the consumer and say, well, you need to make the right decisions. They're only doing it because you're buying it. You existing is hard. You have to make a billion choices every day as to what you're doing, where you're going, work, all that kind of stuff. People only have so much energy, energy to spend. And you, now we have to think about, was this produced by slavery, which most of what we have today is modern day slavery is a very real thing. I encourage you to research it. It's going to make you depressed and feel hopeless, but it's, it's important to be aware of the fact that it is a lot. If you can buy something and it's affordable, there's a very good chance it was produced by someone who is the equivalent of a modern day slave. But that is what capitalism. And it's, it's almost impossible to avoid. You cannot exist in modern society and be guiltless. And it's really, this is not to make you feel bad about yourself because it is really, really, really hard to escape. And, you know, even making little conscious decisions as much as you're able to do makes a difference. Um, and, and you can make a difference. Don't feel hopeless. You can make a difference. They want your money. So be conscious about where you put it. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that, you know, things are expensive and you're not, I know you can't always make the right choice because it's that, or don't have food or don't, you know, like, yeah. Like I know a lot of people that I work with that now buy a lot of things on Timu Mm -hmm. and wish, you know, the fast fashion sites. If you have not bought things off Timu or Wish, really seriously stay away from it. They are not making a profit off of what they're selling. They're, they're stealing your data. That's what, and, and I know, you know, you kind of think, well, everyone's stealing our data. This is different. You really, if you have not already contributed to it, stay away from it. It's dangerous. And, and they're starting to come around to that. But I think our laws have not really caught up to technology and, and all of that stuff yet. We're still very behind on that. I mean, it's probably because most of our lawmakers are, you know, like 80, but yeah. And I, but I get it. I get the pull because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's decent. Yep. You know, like I've seen so many people like with really good products, but at what cost were those things made? And also like you as a consumer, mm-hmm. what did they take from you yeah. as far as your information? Yep. Like you really got to think about that stuff. I don't know. It's, it's hard though, because that's, I, again, bringing up groceries, I cannot wait for the day that we get to stop talking about it. And I don't think that's going to happen for a while. It's, it's very scary. I can, through my job, I see the end of, of the inaffordability of food. And I can tell you that the number of people who are seeking help right now has doubled since March. The cost of providing that help has doubled. I would be interested to know the income of the people coming to get help because I bet you it's going to start going into the middle class there. Yeah. There really isn't a middle class anymore. Yeah, what, exactly. what we would call the, the middle class, you know, 10 years ago is what we call yeah. in this area, in this region, we call Alice yeah. family. So asset limited income constrained and employed. So these are people who are working full-time jobs, but they are not making enough to meet the cost of living in the area. Um, wow. We really said where this was going to be a lighthearted episode. I'm so Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But this is, you know, this is important to know because knowledge is power and obviously we're constantly overwhelmed with knowledge and there's, and there's only so much you can do. So this is not to make you feel hopeless or helpless, but knowing these things and even making tiny conscious decisions, like, do you need 
something like real. And, and I know I am certainly guilty of this. When you stress by stuff, you're having a really bad day and you just want to buy a cute thing. And I get that. And this is not to guilt trip you for doing that because we're human and we're trying really hard to exist in a very difficult new time in a time that humanity has really never experienced, but just try to make little conscious decisions and think about where you're buying from and what you're doing. And if you're capable of, you know, if you, if you have the money or the time or the ability to say, no, I don't need that or no, I'm going to wait and I'm not going to buy it from there. And I'm going to wait till I have the money to buy it from somewhere that's better. Um, those little things, if every one of us do those little things, it's going to make a difference. It's going to add up. So just, um, don't, don't hate yourself or hurt yourself. You know, you're, you're doing what you can, but just be aware, you know, it's, awareness is, it's a, a big thing. We need to make sure that even if we're not in a good place to make the best decision for ourselves or our family members, just being aware and doing your best to literally do better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I try to be a lot more conscious or make more conscientious decisions when I'm buying. Yeah. And, and it's it's hard. It is because it is. The if if I was making the money I'm making now pre-COVID, I would have been just very set and comfortable and I'm not now because of how much things have gotten more expensive and I'm making more money than a lot yeah. of people in the area still and I'm still struggling. So yeah, I can say the same. Yeah. It's yeah. it's um there are resources that can help you if you're struggling and don't be ashamed to ask for help. Cause very truly everyone needs help sometimes. And, and I, you know, there's no shame in needing help. The resources exist for a reason and it's really important that you get help if you need it. And it's, it is not a moral failing. Don't let the culture of this, the, the work culture, the societal culture that we exist in at least here in America tell you that you are lesser than because you need help because it's not your fault that things are so expensive. Nope. And it's also not because they're struggling to make money. It's because they can get away with raising prices and still rake in billions of dollars of profit. So yeah, if they, (laughs) they make it difficult to make good choices. Yes, they do. And, and you know, the things like, McDonald's could be selling healthy food and yes, they're not doing it because we don't want it. That's true. They're, they're doing it because we're buying what they're selling. And, but you have to realize that they know that by nature we want fat and sugary stuff because biologically that's what we need to survive. It's just, yeah, we haven't evolved. (laughs) Yeah. But now we crave it in excess. Yes. And, and, they know what will make them money, and that's the only thing that's important. God, I love French fries. Yeah, me too. I've been on a French I fry can, kick. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I got it's so good. Somebody stop me. Um. <sighs> well. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I'll end this on a, on a light note. Things have been very tough, but I will say that the generosity that I have seen from people who can afford to give it um, has really blown me away, at least in this area. I've been very, very impressed and um, touched to see how much, and, and this is something that maybe you don't see if you're not in the industry of um, human services, I guess is what I'll go with. If you may not see this, but there are a lot of people who are actively interested in helping and, and 
putting out, putting in the work. So, you know, there, there is a lot of hope and there is a lot of like really fantastic people who recognize that this is a needed thing and they are fundraising and donating and doing all sorts of things to try and make things better. So yeah. look for those people, look for the beacons of light and do what you can to not give the beacons of dark money, but don't hate yourself if you do, because sometimes there's no other option and they know that they're doing it intentionally. They're putting the good places out of business. And on that Look note, up Amazon and diapers.com. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that so, was well said. Um, we'll go to something a little more lighthearted again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. You should know by now. It always I'm gets dark. Um, so we have a user anonymous user submission, and I'm going to read word for word what they sent us. And it's just very interesting. So we received this after our Haunted Dolls episode. Mm-hmm. So the email said during your haunted dolls episode you kept talking about flies and it reminded me of a potentially haunted drawing that i did so side note we received a picture of this drawing and we will share it when we post this episode it's absolutely beautiful and this is a very fun story so this was after a nasty breakup i went a bit esoteric while i was processing emotions and trying to figure out what the next step in my life was reading books on chaos magic gin some crowley and various other things During this time, I ended up drawing a picture across the next few weeks, which is one of the only images I have done that I haven't put online at all. It was a profile view of a woman's face with elaborate horns. My housemates got a weird vibe about it and made a point of saying that they didn't want it framed or on the wall at all. The bit your podcast reminded me of it, though. Across the weeks, I was drawing it. Every second day or so, I would find dead flies upright in the top of the paper. This was about springtime in Australia, so fly season hadn't begun in earnest yet, but the first few times I didn't think too much of it. After a day, there were three dead flies at once, though, and I started paying more attention. And they shared a picture of the the picture with a dead fly on it. During the same time period, I also had a stack of boxes collapse behind me while I was working in the study, and I heard a loud hiss. I was concerned, but it ended up being a spray can that was unleashing on a wooden box that my housemate had been given by what she said was a voodoo. I was a bit unsure about this because I don't even know what presence that religion has in Australia. But inside was a dead crow and various small bones. What? I forgot we have about a picture. The- we have a picture of the box, okay. too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My housemates and I ended up putting the picture inside that box, and eventually we moved to different houses. As far as I know, that picture is still inside that box to this day, about five years later. In some way, I would like to see it as I was starting to get too deep into the waters without protection. And by drawing it out, I kept myself safe from whatever I had found. Oh, my God. I have chills. Like, so, just constant. <laughs> so there's more. They shared more, another odd thing further on in the conversation um, that happened during this time period. I remembered another another element of that time period as well. My housemate was getting into bird rescue. We had a few elderly chickens. This is the cutest, sweetest thing ever. I just love this. We had a few elderly chickens before, but ended up getting a bird cage and fostered a white dove with an injured wing. Hmm. When it was healed and moved on to the next stage of its re- recuperation, we had just an empty bird cage covered in a sheet next to my work computer. A few nights when I was working late into the night, the bell from inside the cage would ring. Another night, my housemate were when my housemates were out, I heard my housemate calling out to me from the other room and went to go see what she wanted, finding the house quiet and empty. Oh, yo, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Super interesting. We'll share yeah. a picture of the drawing. It's a beautiful drawing. Um, 
Oh but it's such a such a cool story, and I I certainly believe that, that I mean when you're putting yourself when into art when you make it, it's a, it's a piece of who you are. So the idea that it's kind of turned into uh, protection from the things that were manifesting is very interesting. Yes, I. Oh my god, my brain is absolute mush. The the, you the read dead that. flies thing is like extra yes. freaky, because um, as we discussed, I think flies are like. Something about insects with yep. horror and hauntings and stuff is extra spooky. Yeah, but it's specifically that they kept dying on this page, this paper. The is, piece of paper and not anywhere else, yeah. notably. Yeah. Super interesting. And three at once, too. And also, we all know three is a magical number. Yes, yeah. it is. I, oh my God. I wonder if anything else has happened since. But I mean, I suppose they would have mentioned. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Um, thank you so much for sharing Anonymous yes, Sterling. Thank you. Um, and we'll post on our Instagram and Facebook the pictures they shared. Yeah. My God, you're spooky. Yeah. Um, super cool. It is very cool. We appreciate you sharing so much. Yeah. This is our first ever user submission, too. So, yeah. And it's a good one. It's a like, fantastic one. Beat that, dirtlings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Man, I. I've never had an experience like that before, you know? I mean, kind of with the hands that resist him. Well, that was my <laughs> husband. Was, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least that was before him and I got together. But yeah, I guess he just one night was looking at spooky stuff online while he was working overnights yeah. at the time and he saw the hands resist him. And, um, look at that painting at your own risk. Um, even seeing it online can be a problem. Just like, you know who the doll, um, <laughs> Perger, <laughs> Perger. <laughs> She's <laughs> also a problem just seeing her online, yeah. hearing her name. But, um, I'm pretty sure he ended up getting pneumonia. My stepson got super, super sick. And Jesse just had like a string of bad luck happen to him right after very it was, interesting. It and it was like instant. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Also, I'm pretty sure the floor is haunted where he was working at the time. But whatever. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. It is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And please, Dirtlings, if you have experiences like this, let us know. Yeah, it's, it's super. <sighs> we were super pumped to get this, and like, yeah, it. What a good tie-in to the Perger the Dural episode (laughs) and just the idea that you know when you put intentions or thoughts or like I mean kind of it sounds like they were dealing with difficult emotions and kind of expressing that through this drawing and that kind of manifested as something you know that's something I can say and I'm I'll speak for you as well. Drawing is such an outlet sometimes. Absolutely. And I would put on my angriest music in my little CD player. <laughs> the if the best work that I do, be it through writing or drawing or whatever, the best stuff always comes from bad emotions. For me. <laughs> yes. Um, but you got to tap into the dark side, but there's just something um, I think that pain can manifest really beautiful things and I think in a way that's kind of why people are drawn to like everyone I don't want to say everyone wants to experience pain but there's something that art there's something very beautiful and artistic that kind of kind of can be um drawn from that yeah um, drawn as in not like drawn but you know like pulled from that yeah and I, I definitely think at least personally I, I 
Neil Hilborn has a quote and I'm going to, oh, it's from one of his poems and I'm going to kind of butcher it, but it's something along the lines of, I think that the gene for mental illness and artists are the same gene. And I, I totally believe that <laughs> like maybe mental illness is a little strong, but the, the gene for, um, that kind of like depth of emotion, I think they definitely pull from the same thing. I definitely feel like I identify with that. That, that Neil Hilborn, if you have not heard of Neil Hilborn is a fantastic, one of my favorite poets of all time. Wow. Um, that's really profound. Yeah. This is another line that he, he, so he has severe OCD. Um, and I think bipolar as well. So he talks a lot about kind of existing through that, but there's another line that he had that I really like. And it, um, he does spoken poetry. So if you've heard of button poetry, you might be familiar mm-hmm. with him. Um, and he, so the lines are especially powerful when he delivers them, but there's one I was like, I, like I saw the future and in it, I was alive. And it's just like <laughs> such a, such a strong line. That's, um, that's actually very beautiful. And yeah. it does sound like it's coming from a painful place. As, yeah. He, he talks a lot about it's everything that behind stuff. those words yes. that I'm starting to think about now. And yes. I love stuff like that, whether it is poetry, music, artwork, um, something that elicits a really strong sense of something yes. in me. And that's why art is so subjective because yeah. you can't ever say that's ugly art. Cause they're I mean, like Jackson Pollock. I have very strong feelings about him as a person. Um, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, just, I, I, I don't it. think he was not a very good person yeah. in my opinion um I also don't like his art um but some people feel really strongly about his art yeah and there are there's a lot of art that is that I might love that other people don't love um and, and that's any kind of expression even film and music um that's it it said it really says a lot about a person you know they're, they're kind of a wearing their heart on their sleeve so to speak when they share what their favorite musician or film is yeah absolutely Um, and that's you know I typically try not to crap on something if someone's like oh I really love it usually if I'm really close with someone I might anyways um (laughs) I think it's but I think it's fun to know the opinion I think I think it um, yeah, I really like to hear what people enjoy and yeah, cause like, it says, yeah, it's the, would you rather that you had when we were talking to Kinsey? Yes. 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 And you and, were asking and about Kinsey was like, yeah, I love them. And I was like, okay. So for me, I was like, this is a really evil one. And John thought it was really evil. Was but for her, she was Seether, like, that's easy. By the way. <laughs> and I like Seether. I appreciate them. They're not someone who I would want online I do music too, to be played by. But I like them around the same time that I was absolutely obsessed with Evanescence and yes. the rest of same, the world. It was Seether, Evanescence, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Um, all My secret those... smile, all the dark emo kind of. Yes. yes, it was around the same time. Now that I'm older, I'm not as into all of that yeah. as I used to be. Yeah. You know, my taste of evolved. grown, evolved. Yeah. Not to say that it's devolved. Did that, that light just change? No, maybe it was just my laptop. No, I think down. we're good. All I'm saying is that we're at sleep token level. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's we've, all I'm we've, saying. we've 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 moved on to sleep token. But yeah, that, that that's a perfect example of it because in my head I was like, this is diabolical, and, <laughs> and Kinsey was like, that's easy. <laughs> I I choose Seether. I mean, I'd probably get sick of it, but I'd live. Oh yeah, I would. It, I think it would be better than than being blind. But honestly, it would be a, a difficult choice because I love music, and a lot of the things I listen to are things like I love um, Nordic folk music. It's, yes, it's my comfort music. I don't think that Seether would would pull that off well. No. Same with Vivaldi. My like, I love my strings. I don't think that 
I don't think that uh, I would be able to listen to that anymore. I love strings too. I just don't love the idea of you driving around in your car listening oh to i hope you know that i like, like a serial killer I conduct, I conduct it while i'm driving too if i'm sitting at the light i'm like oh that's one of my favorite things to be is a conductor yeah i like the people are probably like who is she like she's really mad as i'm just like me look at ellie <laughs> listening to dual the fates and just like feeling it with my soul that's a fantastic song you don't have to like star wars to recognize what an absolute master of music john williams is i mean he does other things too like he did jurassic park but but duel of the fates in particular it's a beautiful song (sighs) so good sometimes i just listen to it listen to it on repeat and just let it fill my soul whatever fills your cup yeah the death of darth maul qui-gon jinn (laughs) well okay maybe spoil if you don't know by now but darth maul didn't actually die he was just sliced in half (gasps) meatloaf Meatloaf is flinging herself at the door trying to escape my bearded dragon. All right. So um, bef- as we're nearing the end, I just want to give a heartfelt shout out and thank you to our Patreon supporters, Tasha, BJ, Brian, and Brent. <gasps> you guys rock. Also, I think people with B names seem to have a thing for our podcast. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But you guys rock. Thank you so much yes. for supporting us. Thank Every little so bit much. counts. And gives us more that we can do um honestly it it makes my day it warms our little hearts yeah like it's just getting support like now we have like this little dirt we, yeah, we have a little squad yeah it's so it's awesome growing. yeah everyone yeah you guys rock it yeah. just like, every time we we get a new subscriber i send a screenshot to riley and we do a little <laughs> <laughs> we do make high pitch animal noises yes <laughs> We get very excited about it. So. it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fucking elated. Tickle Thank pink. You. Tickle, tickle pink. pink. Yeah, or tickle black, whatever your thing, whatever your thing is. Um, Thank but, you yeah. so much. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Did you pick up, would you rather? I, okay, hang on. <gasps> I, I didn't do a specific one. I will not let you end this episode until we do a would you rather. Oh, this is per a... I don't know which episode she's listening to right now. My, my mother just, she, so when she's, um, when she listens to episodes, she sends me a whole bunch of messages about, <laughs> Oh my God. About, so I just showed Riley. It, it's, it's an entire <laughs> screen of messages. So, um, so, <laughs> Oh, she must be listening to our witches episode because she says, or do they have a spell on Itzy to have a dick fall off or spill the spell on your nose? The penis one that is laughing face. <laughs> God, Human meat deep. tastes like salty pork. Her cook, when they lived in Africa, um, in, in Ghana, was from a cannibal tribe. So they had sharpened teeth. Interesting. Yeah, this was like in the 50s, 60s. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Whoa. Your mom's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she was like eight at the time, but... <laughs> Yeah. Formative years. Formative years. It explains so much. It was formative for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, oh crazy. yeah. Would you rather? That's right. I was <laughs> opening my phone and got distracted by um, her, her insight. Um, Ellie. <laughs> oh, that's my Halloween costume list. As one would have. Oh yes. John, well, John and I have a shared list and it's just all the different costumes we could do. Oh, that's so cute. I've been trying to get him to do He-Man and She-Ra for years and he refuses. And the Wait. older we get, the less cool it is if we do it. Is he going to be She-Ra? <laughs> no, he's going to be He-Man. Although okay. <laughs> what I've convinced him to do next year is Darla and Nemo and he is going to be Darla. 
the little girl with the braces. Fishy, why are you sleeping, Fishy? That's gonna be dirt, John, and I'm that gonna would be, be an easy emo. costume, super easy because he's a ginger. Oh, if he grows his hair out now, we can even put it in pigtails. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> would you rather? Where am I? Would you rather? Amazing. Okay, this one's pretty easy. Hmm. Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? When or how? Mm-hmm. See, I wonder if I knew the method of how, then I might be able to glean from that information on when. Perhaps. What if it's like nuclear fallout? <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> what, a, what a wretched thing to find out because then when would have just been better. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just, I would get too busy trying to warn the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that is diabolical. Uh, yeah. I don't know which one I would choose. I, to be honest, if I could choose, I would pick neither. I don't want to know because I have enough anxiety as it is. Yeah, I'm, you know, but at the same time. Okay, so I think if I knew how, I would just be trying to prevent it from happening, especially if it seemed unnatural in some way, because then it could happen whenever. If you told me it was dementia, I would hope it wouldn't be early onset onset, and it would be later. But But even if you know, like, you're going to drown. You could avoid water your whole life. It's still how you're going to die. Yeah. It could be a glass of water. What if I be. drown in wine? You you can Fun. literally drown in something you're drinking if you drink it incorrectly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That is very scary. But at the same time, if I were to choose um, to know when, I think I would actually use that time to do everything that I've ever wanted yeah, but to what do. If, what if you get like... A week. Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because then you're like, I like to think that if I knew when, I would then live my life resolutely and and, and get everything I wanted done But the reality... The reality is a lot of it would be spent on my couch depressed. Yeah, it would take me a minute. Yeah. Unless I was all gung-ho and like, there's no time for depression. Yes. Of course, it could be like, okay, you're going to die in 40 years. Like, okay, that's... Honestly... That's reasonable. If I was told I had two weeks to live i'd probably go commit some like serious crimes <laughs> i would i would i would probably manipulate everyone in my life to be around me 24 7 for those two weeks spend mm. as much time as possible with them you know i definitely would get you jesse and john to document what happened oh and yeah when sent me in the middle of a room choose oh. choose a death location for me so no one gets haunted i guess whatever yeah um, or we so we do get haunted and an you experiment. can't escape and pass on to the afterlife because we want to play with you. You can put me in a blue <laughs> gonna, bottle. We'll put you in a blue <laughs> bottle and just keep an Ouija board out. Hey, Riley, how you doing today? <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a little kid. It's like a horror movie on its own. And an <sighs> ovulus so I can talk through it or something. Have you, you, did you finish House of Usher? I did. Oh man. Did you finish it? Yeah. It was beautiful. It was, it was very well done. The bit actually, you know, that bit at the end um, without ruining anything, there's no way. Okay. Well, there's a conversation at the end between the brother and sister. And that actually kind of really ties in a lot to the conversation we were having earlier about consumerism and capitalism and the effects that it's having when it's unfettered. So the fucking lemon conversation. 
brilliant. Well, I was sitting there with my mouth wide open and then like laughing hysterically. I'm like, that is the smartest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. That is exactly exactly how it works. Yeah. You just have to have enough money to do it. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you, it's a fantastic show. I highly recommend you watch it. I think that they, um, I think they did a good job of honoring Poe in it. He would fucking shit himself if he saw this. Speaking like, of Poe, Pale Blue Eye, also a fantastic movie. That is a fantastic trigger warning. Movie. I there there is. I would look up the triggers before you watch it because there are things that might be that may make you not want to watch it. But it is. Yeah. It is very well done. Yes. Uh, Pale Blue Eye is excellent, beautifully shot. Like yes. the cinemas and the kids they they chose to play Poe. I think they did a a fan. He's great casting. Yeah, which maybe is an insult to him because Poe's not like a great looking man. Oh, <laughs> I, I, well, I also feel like actors how they are in film. Yes, can look entirely different. Absolutely. In yeah. When you're when you're a good actor, you can. I mean, what's the movie that Cameron Diaz was in where she um. I don't remember what it was. She played the, uh, was it Cameron Diaz? She played the female serial killer who was a prostitute. The first female serial killer, I think, in the U.S. to get the death penalty. What is this movie? Her story is actually really tragic, and I feel I feel very badly for her. I what don't remember what it's called. Movie? Hang on. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure it was Cameron Diaz, who was one of the most beautiful women of, of all time. I think she's uh, beautiful. She's, oh, my God. She's just gorgeous. Um, yeah, I'm... I, I don't have anything coming to my brain about that. Oh, it's Arlene, uh, Arlene Wernos. Oh, it's Charlize Theron. Oh, I get the mix up all the time. And yes. I, think, I don't think Charlize Theron is, as as is, she's not the same as Cameron. Oh, wait. No. Mad Max. She was in Mad yes. Max. Well, I get, she I get Charlize everything. Theron and Cameron Diaz mixed up all the time. Yeah. I was sent, uh, and not that Cameron Diaz isn't beautiful, but Charlize Theron is who I was linking up. She is Different absolutely kind of fucking beauty. gorgeous. Yes. Yes. I always, I always get them mixed up and also, I don't know why. She looks rad as hell with a shaved head. She, Cameron Diaz is on on my list of like if I ever get the opportunity <laughs> or is it Charlize no it's not Charlize it is Cameron Diaz uh no it's yes fuck <laughs> the one from Mad Max Charlize. I don't know why they don't look the same they're not in the same kind of movies I always get them mixed up it's a, it's like a thing now at Blonde, this point I can't blue eyes both of them yeah I think so no mm. does Charlize Theron have blue eyes does she I think Cam okay she also on. plays Queen Ravenna in the Huntsman. So Cameron Diaz has blue eyes. Charlize. Charlize also has blue eyes. She's yeah, so she's big. just so beautiful. I don't know. There's something the old about guard her was face. also good, but Mad Max Fury Road is where I really fell in love with her. I like her face. Yes, she's got a very nice <laughs> face. She just she pulls off a a shaved head so well. Yeah, and she's like a method actor. Mm-hmm. Like she looked like a completely different human being. When she played Eileen. Yes. That, that, yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah it's Which really I know incredible. All about was it, Eileen. What was it just called? What was Eileen? Monster. Monster. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, Christina Ricci was in that movie too. I feel very, I feel very sadly, I guess, uh, heartbroken for Arlene. I think Arlene's story is very sad. Not that it justifies being a serial killer No, by it any doesn't. Means, but, but I think, I think her environment and how she was brought up and experiences that she had. Again, we talk about not an excuse, but a reason. Yes. Um, Eileen suffered greatly in yes. her life. And 
I think it led to a lot of mental health problems. I definitely think that her reasoning for being a serial killer was a little different than a lot of other serial killers' reasons. The yes. trauma is all very frequently involved, but I, I, yeah. Anyways, she's a very interesting person. I highly recommend you look her up if you've never heard of her. Yeah, um, lots of very documentaries sad stories out yeah. there. I know there's some on Netflix and yeah, it's yeah. pretty Not that pretty it intense. justifies killing anyone ever. You no. know, that's, maybe don't escalate to that point, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I answered your question. No, I don't. I, I, if, if I had to choose, I think I'd pick how, and then I'd probably regret it as soon as I found out how I think both, I, I think it's a double edged sword. No matter what, no matter what Damned it is, if you do. Yeah. Cause if you hear, okay, a year and a half, you're like, um, am I going to get diagnosed with stage four cancer? Am I going to get shot? Is it going to be a car accident? Like, am I going to be able to enjoy the time that I have? And, and also do I tell my loved ones because I don't I don't know if I'd want to know because if I found out That's... that John had a year and a half left to live I would be very selfishly a depressed ball of mush for the next year and a half yeah and I think it depends on yeah. the person and what's right for you yeah I would like to believe if I knew how much time that I had I would utilize that time I, I like to think I would but I don't know that I would yeah I would still choose it though because I think I think I don't want to know. How? I don't want to know how. Yeah, I think I'd pick how. Interesting. I'm having regrets. I <laughs> I think either way, like if I found found out when, if I found out when, I'd regret not wanting to know how. Unless, it, like if I heard, if it was 40 years, I'd be like, okay, probably old age or some form of old age death. But mm -hmm. like, if it was anything sooner than 20 years it's I mean, even 20 years not will be my yeah I, I, if well, it's anything sooner than honestly 40 years because no wait yeah because you know you you know your body you know your health conditions so and genetically like my family does not die my grandfather is 99 yeah it's fucked and just like it's <laughs> been for, for the last <laughs> for the last like four years every time we go home for christmas and see him my mom's like be sure to hug grandpa you probably won't get to see him again <laughs> then john made a comment the other day because he's been in hospice now for like months Ugh. and um john made a comment he was like every since i've met you every time we go home and see your family your mom's like be sure to say goodbye to grandpa he you probably won't see him again at this point i don't think he's gonna die is there like <laughs> a like a limit on how long you can be in hospice i don't know i, don't, I, I my, like, my seriously mom's side of the family just does not die god that's unfortunate mortal like i don't they i mean they, they stay in Good condition until yeah. like, um, I think COVID, well, at least this is my mom thinks that COVID and the shutdown and not being able to get it. Cause he, he used to golf a lot. And so being stuck inside really oh, sped yeah. things up because he wasn't able to be active. There's something to be said for that. For Absolutely. sure. That's why a lot of people are afraid to retire. Yeah. You know, I definitely know people, um, that retire and they don't make it much past that because yeah. they're sedentary or whatever i don't know yeah all kinds of reasons and i mean i'm ready to retire now dude yeah i have so many <laughs> activities yeah let me well, go it's because, <laughs> it's because i wouldn't do nothing if i was like it, exactly yeah i you would, would make time for all the things that you struggle to do now i would be very busy but i'd be, be not that i don't love my coworkers or enjoy my job or whatever, but yeah, you know, that's I would, not it. I would spend my time a lot more creatively yes. on, on, on creative endeavors that are, I am passionate about. I would do the exact yeah. same. Yeah. But seriously, I would choose the when and then set up a ghost experiment. 
Yeah, that's fair. Get you guys famous and yeah. get your money. Just buy me like. Yeah, but what know, if? Okay, so you do cool when and I do how, <gasps> and you find out ten years and I find out nuclear fallout. We know most likely oh, <laughs> that oh I'm going to die in 10 years and you're going to die of nuclear well, fallout. I was going to say, what if we find out that we're going to die on the same day? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But if we both made the mistake of asking yeah. when and finding Yeah. Well, yeah. If we find out the same day, I'd say that chances are fairly high that it will be a catastrophic worldwide event. Unless, but mm-hmm. then again, we could just be traveling in a car together. Yeah, it could be a tiny isolated incident. Yeah, but easily or yeah, we ask how, and it's very creative, and it's the same. Drowned in a barrel. <laughs> as long as it's a barrel of bourbon, I'm fine. No, wait, I'm we, not fine. She's we, speaking for we herself. We die burying a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> No specifics on no, how exactly. It's very weird. Oh my God, that would be worse. Like, what if you found out when, but it you, was a day, it was Tuesday. What fucking Tuesday? Every Tuesday, you're just like, your blood pressure spikes. Yeah. Or you you ask how, and it just says. Like, you get the context behind it, but not the actual method. Yeah. Like Or it, like, what if the how is just like, painfully. Oh! <laughs> I didn't specify. Guys, okay, if you've ever gone to see an intuitive, a medium, or anything, and you asked them this question and they got you an answer, or you know somebody that this has happened to, please let us know what the answer was. I was told when I was (laughs) in middle school, I think, I was told that I would be shot. That's fucked. But I was also told that I would, there was, I got context. I was told that I would be shot. Because I would be involved in justice and it would be someone who was upset with my decision. Oh so my I always God. thought that I was going to become a judge. Okay. But I didn't go to law school. So Yeah, but you're a philanthropist. You're the hmm. most philanthropic person I know. And no, you are. Stop it. Shut up. <laughs> so I could see a justice thing or you trying to protect somebody like a mugger. Uh, don't protect the mugger. Protecting the, you know, I whatever. I do have <laughs> a very foolish thought that I could out crazy someone into not hurting me. That's why. So, okay. Don't I, take advantage of this in my sharing it, but I, I, I pick people two. up on the side of the road fairly often. Like I just, I see people I love in people who are struggling and it's very hard for me to then not whatever. I've, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I think it's because you don't really see a lot of women needing help on the side of the road. I've only ever yeah. picked up men, um, and which understandably my husband's not happy about. Um, but it's because every single time I see them, they're always around my dad's age. And I can just think if it was my dad, I'd want someone to stop and help him. Like there's a guy who was on crutches once. There's a guy who wrecked Tugging his car. Tugging at your heart yeah. strings. Yeah, I um, get it. They were both a little odd, but they weren't dangerous, I don't think. But I have this idea in my head where, like, I can out-crazy them. So if they pull a knife, I'll be like, do you want both of us to die? Because I'll pull this car into the fucking river right now. (laughs) 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 I don't know if in the moment I would do that, but I had this idea in my head where, like, I could could get myself out of that moment because I'd either be so nice to them that they couldn't hurt me, or I would just be like, I'll I'll kill both of us. (laughs) I... I could definitely see that working when people are faced with their own mortality or like, they're so crazy. It doesn't work. And then I'm just fucked. Like what if they're into it? Yeah. What if they're <laughs> like, yeah, murder, suicide. That's how I always wanted to go. Like, fuck. 
Let me rescind that. Well, Are you sure then, you want to do this? <laughs> then you have to convince them, well, listen, let's stop at the gas station. Let's get us some gas station hot dogs. Yeah. Before first. I go, I want to eat some gluten. Yeah. I want a beer. I want to have some gluten. And then you pick the river and we'll go. There was a movie <laughs> that I watched when I was a kid. Um, and I don't remember what it was called. All I remember is the plot was this guy. It was actually, I think it was a romance movie. This guy robs a bank and takes a hostage. But the hostage is a bank teller who had been planning on killing herself that <gasps> night. So the whole time she's just being, a, he's trying to stop her from dying because she's like <laughs> stepping in front of a bus or whatever. And he, and so he's just getting increasingly frustrated. Oh, because I he, love it. I don't, I, I don't remember what it was called. It was probably a very bad movie. Cause I, I mean, mean it, early 2000s, terrible, but, but like I'd watch such a it. cute plot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I don't know what this movie is, but I watched it many years ago. I want to say it was on Showtime or something way back before I had like streaming services. Yeah. And it was about a woman who went on the internet to hire someone to kill her because she wanted to die, but she was not in a place where she could complete it. Yeah. And um, I won't spoil it, but, and this is not the ending. Is she shedding? Big time. Cool. Yeah. I want to close up after. I, I had to um, itch her head earlier because she was rubbing on the glass. So I came in and I just scratched her. Meatloaf is a yeah. lizard. Yeah. <laughs> She's my dragon. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they do end up falling in love. Oh, yeah. It doesn't end well, but oh, it is um, beautiful and sad and weird and tugged at different neurons yeah. in my brain. And I'm like, I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'll have to look. Yeah. There's, a, there's a book that I read in high school, I think, that the plot was, it was a very convoluted, there were a lot of things going on in it, but part of the plot, this girl survived a family massacre her, her entire family died except for her and it was always pinned on her brother because he was getting it it was in the 80s he was getting into goth stuff satanic whatever. oh satanic so panic he went to prison for it and the plot of the book is her slowly finding out and discovering through things because there are these like true crime people who are obsessed with her and she makes her money by going and speaking to them as oh. the only survivor and it turns out that her mother was so that she, her father wasn't around they were really impoverished her mother had a life insurance policy and she paid someone to come and kill her but when he did it and so he was like an angel of death not meant to be like he did not kill people who didn't deserve to die however this is the first time ever that after he killed her one of her siblings came out and so he had to kill the sibling because oh. he didn't want to get caught and then the other sibling was murdered by the brother's girlfriend who was psychotic Holy and the boyfriend shit. took the uh the brother took the fall for it because his girlfriend was pregnant oh my it's god such a good, I, I just spoiled the whole thing i don't remember what it was called if you ever read it and it's you like start like, to, it was a very well-written story yes this but this is happening there's so much and going then, on oh my god wow but the idea of like i'm sure it probably happens more than we know people paying to yeah. be more because you get paid more i'm pretty sure if, if off policies if it's murder Yes. Once, um, obviously, it's proven that and, you didn't do the murdering. But Yes. and But there are policies that do not cover any kind of self-inflicted. You most know. of them don't. Yeah. Um, although I learned don't. when we were getting hours that most of them don't until it's been a certain amount of time, which is... That you've had the policy? Yeah. Which is tough because I, I, I do think it's... Like, like a year? If you, if you kill yourself, then like... I personally, I think that that is you losing a battle against the disease. 
um, be it, you know, depression or some form of mental illness. If you, if you self-inflict most of the time, it is you dying of a disease, just a mental disorder. Um, so I, I think it should be covered, but at the same time, that is a form of incentive. You are in a place where you are not getting the end of life care that you need and that you deserve. And I, I am a huge proponent of that. I do believe in, I don't know if there's a PC term, but I don't know if necessarily if it's not that you're getting the care you need or deserve. Cause I think that's a, like a structural problem, but I would say yes. if, if you yes. are suffering and you know that it's just going to get worse, like honestly, yes. even things like I wouldn't support this if it was my parents, but personally, like if I found out that I had early onset dementia, I wouldn't want my loved ones to watch me become someone else. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I would, make that choice for myself yeah. when the time was right. Not that I think that that's necessarily always the right choice or that if, if, if no. someone's struggling with that, like there are certainly options and we're getting there in with medicine where there are, we're starting oh, yeah. to see potentials for reversing it or stopping it or preventing it. We're getting somewhere. Finally. This is just us being morbid about our own situations. Not something yeah. that we think that anyone else should do. I did recently see that I haven't read much into this because I saw I saw the article and was like, you know what? I'm just going to save my brain for another day. But um, maybe maybe Brian from Double Density can clarify this. Is it true that Canada is offering euthanasia as an option for homeless people? Oh, yeah. We talked about this on our live stream. Yeah. I, need more, I need more information because that's fucking twisted. <laughs> it we'll sounds- put spikes on the buildings. So there's no place for you to sleep. But we do have a solution. That's what some they do dystopian for ass shit. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all for euthanasia <laughs> as an option for people who have no other options. I don't think homelessness is a thing that needs to be solved by death. Yeah, I think the, there are other options. The like list homes. is very short of the reasons that qualify. Yes. And that is not one of them in my book. Nope. It no. is absolutely not. Because we that is a, society, a societal problem. Yes. People, oh my God. That is not a resolution to a problem that society created. Yeah. Or rather or, capitalism and, and broken systems. Yeah. Like, just, well, just like it's, I think it exists everywhere. Yeah. Just, it's just, it is a, 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 a lack of, I don't know, proper community maybe, but it is. And proper community and resources. Yes. Within. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you were saying earlier, I actually think we have a lot of really great resources around here. In homelessness some ways, is something that we're still that is something we are struggling with big time it's gotten much yeah. much worse since covid but i think that the opioid crisis has a lot to do with that yep um i do too yeah ending that on a bright note man look at us it was supposed to be a lighthearted episode <laughs> we were like this is going to be a quick lighthearted one it's been almost two hours <laughs> and mostly depressing you are welcome <laughs> I think maybe if we end up doing an episode on um, the uh, local legends and folklore and... You really think that we won't find a way to make that depressing as fuck? Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. I've lost any hope that we're capable. Yeah, it just... Yeah, like I feel like I ruined the dues episode because I... (laughs) Well, no, dues was dues was by default gonna be depressing because it was too yeah. it was too current. We will try to stay away from current events as much as possible. Yeah, We're not but, about it. but also like getting some clarity on what was actually up was kind of fun in yeah. a way. In a in a dark it was it was interesting learning about because I I had never heard of dues. I didn't realize that they were 
a, a real thing. It's like a concept we're aware of and we see applied in film, in yes, cinema. Yes, in sci-fi, but... But... Yeah. Applied to an actual tragedy, yeah. you know? Well, um, yeah, or, or the, the conspiracy of it. Cons- yeah. yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. Super interesting. <laughs> Lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try again next Maybe time. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll do Krampus for Christmas and try to keep that lighthearted. It's Christmas. I have questions. Yes. Well, <gasps> can we be festive? Oh, absolutely. I, I in case for those who are watching the video, I already have some Christmas items up. Um, I like I the lights. You can see them in the video. Oh, um, very cute. Yeah, there's some Christmas cards. I think that's I all like I have here. Very much. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. I like this book down here. It's called Zombies Have Issues. I believe. <laughs> I believe I got this from my my brother and sister in law for Christmas. It's a very cute little. I have two of them. I have Zombies Have Issues, and I have. Oh my God, I don't know I where the other zombies a, one was. I, I have another zombies field day. One. Yeah. This spans the entire wall, you guys. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm getting very distracted. Well, anyway. Yeah. Let's not any, rip apart any your shelves. Um, yeah. So, so Riley's going to pick when, uh, when, and I'm going to pick how. And we'll see if we can conglomerate between the two of us. Is conglomerate the right word? Probably not. Collaborate between the two of us. <laughs> How we're going to die and when. When I hear conglomerate, I think about rocks. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Hang on. (laughs) Do we need to ask a psychic this question? Okay. I I don't think I quite used it properly, but it is a number of different things or parts that are put or grouped together to form a whole but remain distinct entities so not rocks. not quite not quite right yes uh so the second the second definition is geology a coarse grained sedimentary rock composed of rounded fragments also rocks are fucking fascinating i highly <laughs> i highly recommend that you do some digging into rocks and their formations and they're just so cool and when you think about them when you have a rock in your hand it's been around for so long most likely depending on where you got it and what kind of rock it is but sometimes they're like yes. as old as dinosaurs and you're just holding on to it yeah I don't know much about rocks anymore. I just remember my science class. Yeah. Well, <laughs> be sure to follow us online at Devil's Dirt Star on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube threads, and Reddit. Um, I also recommend you follow our friend Phantom Moon Jewelry. She's making a bunch of fun earrings and stuff. Fun. Um, that's Tasha, and they're super cute already. She's been she's been sharing some, so I highly recommend that you also give her a follow. And we are sponsored by Strange Adornments. Bone jewelry, all you need to know. It's made with the wearer at mind and heart, and everything is ethically sourced. Yes, yeah. So there are certain Um, bones she won't use and or accept because of laws and reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, no ghosts in bottles were harmed in the making of her jewelry. So thanks, Michelle. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Can you confirm that? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Dirtlings, and I just want to say again, thank you so much for joining our team, the Dirt Star team. I think it's a good place to be, and we want to grow this team. Yes. We want to be Legion. Yes. We want to be Legion and spreading hope and joy. <laughs> I said it's what we want. I didn't say it's what we do. Anyway, until next time. We're working time, towards it. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. God, you're so fucking dark. Oh.